Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's okay to lose your business. It's not okay to lose ideas. So that's our biggest resource really right now. My mortal, I'm Stanley Chi, your host for the Underpaid Podcast. We talk about work-related topics in a light manner na parang nagchichismisan lang tayo sa pantry. It's a pro-employee podcast na siguradong relatable sa lahat ng nag-opisina, pumapasok man, ethics, or work from home. So subscribe to Underpaid and enjoy the show. Mga immortal, welcome to the second episode ng Back to Back Doubleheader natin sa The Underpaid Podcast. I'm Stanley Chi, kasama ko si Madam HR and si Papi Lex. Diba? Pag-uusapan natin ngayon ang entrepreneurship during the pandemic. Ang guest natin, walang iba. Kilala niyo yung lahat to eh. Uh, Sino yan? Kilalang kilala natin lahat yan. Siya si Joey ng Royal True Orange. Mr. RJ Ledesma. <laughs> oh, Asan siya? Ayan, Ayan, si Joey. <laughs> Ayan, nag-orange patuloy talaga. Ayan. No, diba? Already left tayo. Yan. Kumusta? Kumusta everybody? Uh, Good. How are you? I'm okay. Are you, are you I'm okay. Sure? Working hard for less money. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, si RJ, mayaman yan ha. Nasa oh, naman. ano-anong business ito. Mayaman, mayaman sa ideya. Hindi ba sa pera? But uh, you know, I, I read one nice thing uh, during this whole crisis which really inspired me and they said over there that you know what, there was a guy down in the States after his four businesses, his restaurant business closed down and he was furiously scribbling something on a piece of paper which was his new business ideas. And people were asking him, don't you feel bad that you just closed down a business and now you're writing your new ideas? And something like that, it's not, you know, it's okay to lose money. It's okay to lose money or it's okay to lose your business. It's not okay to lose ideas. So that's our yeah. biggest resource really right now uh, in this crisis. It's really the idea of having some, you know, good ideas to continue going. And that's just, yeah. that's part of what, you know, if you're going to talk tonight, it's part of um, building your own entrepreneurial mindset, your own resilience towards these mm-hmm. things. Ayun. Um, I have a question. Yeah, for yes, RJ. Yes. RJ, this is Madam yeah. Chara, our resident manager. This is Papi Hi, guys. Lex, our freelancer, Papi Lex. And yun, si mm-hmm. RJ, Hello, guys. Uh, he's a fellow <laughs> author, sikat na oh. humorist, di ba? host, di ba? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm. We make people we make people laugh for money. That's why we're poor. Yeah, nga eh. Oh, nga. Matagal na kaming kumakain ng instant noodles ni RJ Perez. Oh, nga. Okay. Sa mang Royal. 
Kilala ko yun si Sir RJ. Naging client namin sa Talent Tree Solutions. Mm. Husband ko si Jerome. Ay, Sorry, husband client. Jerome! Okay, si Victorious. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Oh, you're married now. You guys are married already. Yeah, isanti lang po. Oh, yeah, yun. Nakita ko yan. Oh, big quarantine baby na ba? Wala pa. Uh, wag muna. Nakakatakot pa nga. <laughs> Jerome, ano, so, ano, ano, so, ano lang. Ano lang. Good times, good times lang sa bahay. Oh, sexy Uh-oh. time na, ano. Sexy time muna sa bahay. Okay, <laughs> na. Extended, extended honeymoon. Tuna naman uh, Okay, I got it now. Jerome was actually on my other show. I have a show called, um, I have another business which Jerome helped me uh, populate with people. It's called Easy Franchise. It's our uh, online digital platform that connects franchise owners with franchisees and her husband Jerome helped us fill up all the key positions in the company. Ayun. Yeah. Kasi yeah, so diba? eh. HR pareho yan eh. Yan yung yeah. Hindi po libre yung, hindi, hindi po libre yung ano yung plugin na yan. So, ibig sabihin mamaya yung commission. For those who are also looking into franchising especially now mabenta-mabenta yung mga food businesses you can go to Easy Franchise. Ah, galing mo talaga. Okay, okay ka na. Okay ka na. It's na, it's na. Pampawi ka na dyan. Okay, it's very good. Uh, first question. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, pero I mean, this might be a common uh, misconception. Is there a difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur? Okay, that, that's really that's that's really what I wanted to talk to you guys about right now. I mean, um, during this whole crisis, um, a little bit of story, right? So, you know, what, what's what's my main job? My main job is really as a host. I mean, I do many things. I wear many hats. I wish I had just as many heads. Yeah, maraming ulo dyan si Stanley Chi. Isa lang yung ulo ko. Na ginagamit ko pag nag-iisip ako, isa lang ulo ginagamit ko. So anyway, when this happened, what what happened to many of us who had hosting jobs, right? Uh, of course, all my hosting jobs, which were uh, the longer-term hosting jobs, were like the weddings, which are supposed to be uh, many of them scheduled this year. They actually many of them just rescheduled next year, and a few unfortunately had to cancel their big weddings and just ask for a refund. So kind of like your income there dries up, right, for this year. The other ones are your live event hostings. These are the these are not the big prepared weddings, but these are rather your events, right? They have award ceremonies. Um, you know, um, other lifestyle events. So they also disappeared at the very start of the ECQ. And then, um, you know, that left me a bit worried and anxious, right? But then suddenly your 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 entrepreneurial mind has to stick it, uh, to kick in. And that's how it sort of changed my experience during this this ECQ is that I said, what were my two important skill sets? Una, uh, I talk a lot, right? I mean, but that's my skill. I'm, an, I'm, I'm a host. So I said, uh, that's one thing I do. And the second thing is that I do is that I, I am an entrepreneur. And I'm more particularly, I am an entrepreneur mentor. So I work together a lot with uh, uh, Go Negosyo, the Philippine Center for Entrepreneurship. I give, although I'm a moderator there, but I'm also a, I'm also a, a, a speaker. And I, I, I actually travel country giving talks on entrepreneurship together with Go Negosyo. And um, since I, I said, I hosting and, uh, and entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship mentorship, that's what I did the whole time during this crisis. And so during this crisis, uh, I've been talking almost every day in Go Negosyo, in um, Easy Franchise, which is actually my, one of my startups. And the other one is, um, it's called um, uh, uh, Bounce Back. I don't know if you guys are on Bounce Back. It's a um, business support yeah. group online, which I also help uh, really grow that site. So uh, I'm saying this one. Uh, to give you a bit, bit of a better background of um, discussing what an entrepreneur is and what the businessman is, because 
to be honest, if I think if my mentality was as a businessman, uh, I would really, really, uh, it, it, when the crisis hit, I would fall flat on the floor and wouldn't know what to do um, because I have a business that I'm looking at that, that doesn't run anymore. And for me, that was my, my Mercato food market, really, because Mercato is a, is a night food market. And really what we rely on is that there's, it's a physical structure where people go to uh, to buy food. But during this crisis, the market first closed because it was, uh, you know, no, no, it's all places of mass gathering had to close down. But now during even the GCQ, no, the, the consumer behavior has changed so much. So now nobody, there's a skeletal crew in BGC, there's no office people and nobody wants to come down to buy food. So if I was a businessman, and what I relied on was the idea that um, this is my business and this is how we make income. And that's the only way I can make income. Then, then you're in for, then if this is how you see business, you're, you're, you're in, a, in a bit of trouble because it's really, everything has dried up for you. Now, what's an entrepreneur? Let me, let me now explain the difference for what an entrepreneur is. I often explain entre, entrepreneurship for me cannot be divorced from the idea of having an entrepreneurial mindset. Ano ibig sabihin ng entrepreneurial mindset? What it just means is that an entrepreneur looks at the world in a specific way. And that way is to look at the world full of new angles, new businesses, new opportunities. Kagaya ni, ano, kagaya ni, tawag dito ni Stanley. I know that he uses m- much of his glasses to watch Pornhub over VPN, no? <laughs> but, then, but for me, because my wife says, no more, no more na, no more, no more na, no more na that one. I have to use my lenses for other things. <laughs> and think of it this way. Um, if I was, if I took off my pair of glasses, right, and um, I traveled, I went to visit another country, and I forgot my glasses at home, then I cannot see things with clarity. I cannot appreciate the tourist structures and everything with, with clarity. But when I wear my glasses, all of a sudden, wow, things come with a certain, you can see things much better with more focus, right? You can see things much, much better. And I think that's exactly also how an entrepreneur thinks. If you're looking at the situation right now without glasses, and like a regular person, you're going, oh my gosh, there's social distancing, um, people can't leave the house, uh, the economy is tanking, all these different things. All you're seeing is prob- All you're seeing right now are problems and problems per se. But when an entrepreneur wears it, he's not seeing those things. He's seeing, ah, there's social distancing. Ah, there is ECQ. Ah, there are these problems. How can I turn them into opportunities? He sees new angles, new opportunities, new value creations. And that's really what an entrepreneurial mindset is all about. It's, it's when you're able to look at things uh, through an entrepreneurial lens where everything is not a pain point. Everything is an opportunity. So yeah. that's the difference about an entrepreneur. You're not, looking, you're not looking at things as that this is a permanent. Everything is always a very fluid situation. Best entrepreneurs right now are people who they say have been able to pivot their businesses. And that's what I call true entrepreneurs. I'm sure gas-gas na yung salita ng salita pivot during this time. Yeah. People are wondering, ano ba ibig ng pivot? Diba? And I'll explain it to the course of this discussion. But the bigger thing for people to remember is that pivot just means basically you're always seeing new pain points and you're trying to address those pain points through your business. Diba? And that's what we're doing right now. That's, that's, and that's what, if you were just a businessman, you say, you know, um, and your business dried up, you go, because you didn't see that there were pain points that your business now encounters, diba? But if you address those pain points, if you're not finding ways to address those pain points, that's when you develop that entrepreneurial mindset. Mm. 
Remember, there were many businesses that were born out of crises that mm. exist up to today. And, and really, <coughs> businesses which, which, which were born out of desperation, right? Yes. If you look at the States, in 2008, um, businesses uh, during the U.S. economic crisis, what, what, you know, what were the businesses that were born out of the time? Uber, WhatsApp, um, Airbnb, Mm-mm. Groupon. All these businesses emerged from a time of crisis because people needed, needed to solve a problem. Groupon was probably done because people needed places, discounted places to eat in, right? So that's, that's where it evolved. So similarly, in this crisis, if you're looking, looking at an entrepreneurial lens, this is actually one of the best times for you to develop a great business idea. But the question now is, how do you make sure that the business idea that you have will just last uh, pansamantala? Yeah, yung pang- or, or sustainable. Yeah. How do you make it a sustainable business? Some, something, something that's longer term, right? Like, how do you come up with the next Airbnb? Of course, it's going to have to evolve again. It's going to have to pivot again. Or next Groupon, next WhatsApp, next Pinterest. How do I evolve towards moving in that direction? That's what you want to ask yourself. So, having said all that, so, um, Oftentimes, when I travel, I travel the country. The question that people often ask, often ask us for mentors when they sit down with us is they ask us, "Sir, ano magandang negosyo itayo, di ba? What's a good yeah. business to put up?" And when they ask me that question, I often say that you know what, you might not be starting off uh, on the right foot uh, when you ask that question because oftentimes. It, Personally, this is just me, not everybody. There's oh. a bit of intellectual laziness there just to copy somebody else's idea, right? Oh. Because kita malang, oi, usong us before, usong uso yung milk tea, usong uso yung noon noon pa ng nineties, usong yung nata deko ako, usong pero people say, ay kagayahan ko na lang yan kasi it looks successful over there. But you know what? I I got this really good piece of advice from one of my friends who was a restaurant business consultant. Ang sabi niya, you know what, RJ? If you just copy another business. It just means that, or you're just looking at somebody else's idea for a business, and you just copy it. Kung madaling kopyahan yung isang business idea niya, then madaling kopyahin yung negosyo ng iniisip mo. Yeah, everyone will just copy it. Uh-huh. And so the length of time that you are able to stay up is like the the length of time that no other competition approaches you, right? But eventually, competition will will and will get to you, de ba? And you or 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 systems or 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 a situation will get you and you'll have to find a way to adjust your business. So I often tell them, if you're really looking for a business that I call that I call sustainable or, 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 or longer term, the more important question that you want to ask yourself because it becomes a bit more personal is the question of this one. The question is, what problem am I trying to solve? And for me, that's the biggest idea that, that you must ask yourself when you're doing business. Because, um, you know, if you can go to... I, I do a I do a show on 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 one news called Bright Ideas, and it's a show where I talk to all the startup companies, and that's oftentimes the first question we ask them: What problem are you trying to solve? Yeah, and that's exactly the same question that tech startup companies get asked when they go to pitching competitions. Ano ba yung mga pitching competitions? Yung mga pitching competitions are competitions where mga several startups go over there and then they pitch their business idea to get yes. investors oh. to invest in their company. Mm. And these, these are big investors, right? They're, they're, they're what you call oh. uh, uh, venture capitalists, right? Yeah. And, and the thing is, um, that's also the first question that they ask. What problem are you trying to solve? Because a, a problem is basically a pain point. The difference here is that 
if you are a regular person, pain point, ay, ayoko, you know, it's, this is really pisses me off. Yeah. Or a businessman, the pain point is, ah, this is something I can solve. Uh-oh. See, that's the difference, thing, that the difference of what he's thinking of. Eh? Pain points are basically what we call irritations, right? Mm-hmm. So, and irritations can lead to your inspiration for doing a business. Because if I am irritated by something, and you are also irritated by something, if I can solve that irritation, then that's where I make money. Diba? If I'm able to solve an irritation, that's where I make money. And that's what I want to put in people's minds first of all. If you want to think of a business, that's what you want to think of. Eh? For example, during this crisis, the opportunistic thing, the short-term kind of thing was to develop face masks, right? But the, the thing is, is it scalable? Is it sustainable? Then maybe the other the thing that you start to look at now is, can I develop my own type of face masks, right? Mm. Locally yeah. over here where it's a bit more sustainable. And what can I do about, what are the pain points people have about uh, face masks? Is it how it hangs on the ear? Is it how, it, how it's put on children? Is it for pregnant mothers? Where do you see the biggest pain point of having, of, of many things, wearing a face masks, uh, how to keep, how to store a face mask. There are different things now which become longer-term opportunities for you to get into, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing we ask people to, 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 to look at, turning an irritation into an inspiration or a pain point. And the thing about living here in the Philippines is that, you know, many people think, ah, gusto kong umalis sa bansa kasi ang daming problema dito. But alam mo ba, marami, marami mga dayuhan gustong pumasok dito kasi they say, oy, maraming problema sa Pilipinas and I gotta be the one who could solve them because that's where I make money. Yeah. There are many foreigners who come here to the country because that's, that's, that's what, what they call uh, I know, emerging market. We are emerging market. market because they see that there is a there's in that in that emerging market there is a pain point which they can solve. Yeah. Right? There's a pain point which you can solve. And the thing about and the thing is they can see that opportunity and we can't see that opportunity because we we're living it. Eh. So we're so jaded. Diba? Parang, there's so many opportunities the pain point dito kaso lang sawang-sawa na ako, sawang-sawa na, or araw-araw, manhit ka na sa mga opportunidad na nakikita mo because they include, what is opportunities? Agriculture, financial inclusion, logistics, remittance, I mean, food security, ang dami tayo, ang dami natin mga problema, even transportation, di ba? I mean, sometimes we just don't give it enough time to think about what these things are. For those coming into to the quarantine, you mentioned about pivoting, di ba? Um, ikaw, in your own terms, your businesses, how did you pivot them during the lockdown? Great, great. Can I get there? If I'll just, I'll just, I'll oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Because my head is stuck to the That's okay. That's perfectly fine. I really like that. And if there are people here listening right now to the to the podcast of Underpaid, uh, and you've got chat questions in the chat box, feel free yes. to chat me up. I'd love to answer some of the questions so we can see what you guys are thinking. So uh, that's the first thing about ir- turning your irritation into inspiration, finding these businesses which really put these pain points that really piss you off. So, for example, let me give you two good examples. Um, one is called Maria Health, and the other one is called um, the other one is called uh, Pod Hero. So, Maria Health basically where there was this guy. Who was, who was living in the States. He's, he's a Chinese-American, grew up in the States, came to the Philippines, said, what opportunities can I think of over here in the Philippines? And he realized mm-hmm. that many people lacked health insurance over here, right? Uh-huh. And, but he said, he said that they lack health insurance because it's a problem which he sees in the, in the, it's something he sees in the States, right? People, mm-hmm. Everyone's got health insurance, but they come to the Philippines, problem, pain point, people don't have health insurance. How do we get them health insurance, right? 
So when they start developing, the idea na sa Pilipinas, usong-uso yung prepaid loan. Wala ba't gumagawa ng prepaid health insurance? So yun yung basic idea ng Maria Health. Okay. It's a pain point in the health. And they created that one to say, let, that's how we solve the health problem. That's how we solve a health issue. Another one, remittance. It's by another local company called Ayana. Uh, the guy who runs it is Miko Perez. He's actually a Harvard Business School graduate. So Pinoy siya, but he was able to also look at things from a bigger perspective. What did he see? He saw that the biggest opportunity here for remitting money was not necessarily foreign to local, but rather from urban. Let's say, may makasambahay ka, magpapadala ng pera dyan sa kanila makamag-anak sa probinsya. Pincha, yeah. But the rural was the bigger opportunity for you to send money. Right? Because okay. it's, it's yeah. difficult. The logistics of sending money there was, was a bit difficult. And sometimes, you know, you spend one day going there. At paano kung naubusan yung, ng pera yung, yung, yung remittance center na yan? Eh, kawawa ka naman, di ba? Who else can they remit money to? And how, they, how do they trace it again if it's another person again? Now, they get, can they send to a pawn shop? Can they send to a convenience center? And that's what they tried to fix with Ayana, right? Yeah. That you can limit urban to rural much easier. Pawn Hero, another example is an app. It's an app that people thought, it's an app thought of by a German expatriate who came here uh, to the Philippines. And, and when he came to the Philippines, he said to himself, um, uh, when he came over here, how come in the Philippines there's, there's a, there is a... Uh, Pond shop on almost every street corner. And if you look at them, mataas yung overhead niyan, di ba? Siyempre, you're renting the place, may tao ka dyan. Yes. Uh, and then pagkatapos pa niyan, may, meron ka pang, uh, you yeah. hire people. And because you hire a lot of people, you know, their skill sets are not necessarily calibrated pretty well. So, mat- low yung interest rate, pero mat- uh, low yung uh, high, low yung appraisal, co- re- uh, appraisal mode value, but then mataas yung interest rate. Sabi ko, what if I flip the model and just have one place where I can centralize all the appraising, so I have less appraisers on my hand, um, central warehouse where I can store everything, and then I can charge you lower interest costs. And he said, what if I just ask people to send me, uh, upload photos or videos of that item online, online, and then I can just send it back to you, and then if I, if, if I like them, I'll send a messenger to go to your house to get that item, mm-hmm. and then I get them, I send them an ATM card from where they can, adro- they, they can withdraw that, uh, yung pon, yung the, the appraised value of the pond item, and that's Pond Hero. And, you know, at least for for, uh, for Pond Hero and Maria Health, they were thought of by Filipinos, but rather they were thought of people who who, uh, who could see pain points here in the country, which we had grown so used to, that we didn't touch them anymore, right? Mm-hmm. But so, so that's, that's to say that there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of opportunity here in the Philippines. So really, what I'm saying over here is that pain points um, lead to business opportunity, right? Now... Now, getting to the point now uh, that was asked to me earlier on. So, Mercado. Take a look at Mercado. What yes. was my irritation putting up Mercado? And also, me, I had to travel abroad to realize what it was, right? Um, like, like, like Stan said, no, I, I'm a, I'm a, I, was a, I used to write before for the Philippine Star and, um, and I had several books. And I often got sent abroad on what we call media, media tours uh, to write about other countries. And uh, I would get sent to Taiwan, Thailand, uh, Singapore, uh, Malaysia. And every time we would get sent abroad, the first place that they would often bring us to, particularly if you're in Asian countries, that they would bring you to the food markets, the night food yeah. markets, open-air oh. night food <laughs> yes, markets. Yes. And I really enjoyed my experience in these night food markets. I'm sure you guys did as well if you've gone to those countries. Right? That's the first destination. 
Eh, whenever I went there, parang masama yung loob ko. Kasi sabi ko, bakit sa Pilipinas, wala tayo equivalent ng night food market? Despite the fact that, you know, Pinoy's have black holes for stomachs, right? But more than that one, we've got such a large, um, you know, be, growing BPO market who eat late at night where their lunch is 11 p.m., in the evening. Mm. And if the lunch is at 11 p.m. Yeah, sir, RJ, if I may mm. interrupt you. So, yun mm. nga, yung inspiration mo nga is, uh, as you were saying, the inspiration for night, for the night market is yung mga travels mo abroad and you were seeing it there. But, uh, ako, kat- katulad ng sinasabi mo kanina, um, most of the businesses are uh, na-iimbento dahil it's uh, an answer for a problem that's currently happening. So, what were the app problem that we're trying to answer with Mercato? Yeah, so basically, to, when you started one, it up, my problem, my problem is that there was no equivalent here in the Philippines. It's an irritation, right. but, mm. but you have to sit down and discover it. Right? I mean, I could not I could not see it in front of me at the time because uh, you're so used to it, right? mm-hmm. but, but when you start stepping back, you start seeing... Then it's also a matter of... That's why, as an entrepreneur, I think it's good to be sort of what I call a generalist. It's like you're always watching the news, talking to people. That's why I basically I do hosting for, for Go Negosyo and for, for business shows because that's where, you know, I picked up so many new business ideas and connected things together during this crisis because basically I've been hosting almost every day, mm-hmm. talking to different networks. So for me, my, my, my step back there was that, okay, number one, traveling, diba? So I saw the opportunity. But my market na malinis para sa ating mga where we're foreigners and locals will congregate alike where they get to meet the proprietors of the food. Uh-uh. And, but the Filipinas wala equivalent to the night food market despite the fact that, you know, uh, we've got, got similar demographic profiles. We've got a, a big call center market who maybe they have a budget, let's say, 120 pesos, mm-hmm. 120 pesos per night to spend for food. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kain ba ako sa isang convenience store kung saan ako gasas ng 120 pesos for a convenience store fried chicken and rice or would they rather go to a place na freshly cooked yung pagkain, sariwang sariwa, uh, at yung gumagawa talaga is, is the person who, you know, <clears throat> it's it's a, a home-based recipe, di ba? So parang no contest, you will go to this, you, you will, you're solving that irritation which you could not see in the past, di ba? Mm. So you, mm, you, you I, this, this is where you put up the, the, night, the night food market over here. And this Ar- is the, RJ, uh, so, sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt you. When you were setting up Mercato, did you ever imagine that it's going to be this big? Because right uh, before that's the whole pandemic happened, me, me myself, I always go to Mercato here in BJC. Oh, uh, imagine, and sometimes I would wait around twenty minutes just to get a seat. Ganun ka, ganun ka Mercato. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so did you imagine it getting this big? When you started it, be honest, and that, that's the importance of knowing the idea of pivot. And I'll explain why. Because when we started off the market, my basic inspiration was that uh, we were actually a morning market when we began everything. So yeah. we began like a morning market, oh. trying to emulate the model of 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 the morning markets in Salcedo and 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 yeah. Sunday, Sunday markets. Market, right? oh, yeah. Because I mean, okay, I pain point lang jan. Number one pain point from a from a B two B meaning business to business is that. Lahat ng talo gusto sumali, hindi na pwedeng sumali kasi puno na yung slot. Yeah. But number two, sabi ko, mainit. Diba? So basically, we came up with a food market, a morning food market na may aircon. And then kasi, next one is BGC kasi wala pang it was still an emerging market at the time. Ten years ago, we're actually celebrating our 10th year this year of Mercato. So that's where we started off the market. Um, but then after we after we launched that the, the market there in BGC, what we realized that in in the in the as you did it, that, that, that morning markets had a natural plateau in terms of foot traffic. Eh. Mm. 
the foot traffic was would not you know increase after a specific time. So we said that you know we might have to pivot to becoming a a, a night food market, right? Mm. And at the time, there was only one other night food market that was being done. It was being done in a central business district area along the street. So when we were actually doing it, there was nobody else doing it in BGC. It was an untested concept at the time. But we were just thinking that maybe it, it might possibly work over here. Mm-hmm. In fact, the first night that I started, started doing it, um, the very first day, I remember we had 50 vendors participating in my morning market. And I just had about, I had to twist arms for people to join me at night. Para nakuha ko na mga eight vendors ng yata, eight to ten vendors na sumama sa akin. first night... When you, you throw that idea to vendors, parang isipin okay, mo, over. who would... Ako, you're, you're right. nakamute ka. Ako, eh, nakamute ka. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, sir. Yeah, so yeah. that's what happened. I had I had, uh, I had more people there. So, and then from there, it, it kind of grew and grew and grew and grew. And then yeah. people also started to, you know, it, it grew. It became a very big market. Mm-hmm. And that's when you realize, see, that's why I'm talking about the idea of long-term sustainability of, of what the market is and understanding mm-hmm. the market because... In about 2016, 2017, people started seeing pain points in my market. What pain points did they see? I like the experience of Mercato Central, but number one, it's too far from my house. I like the variety, but number one, it's too far from where I live. Number two, uh, 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 it's not every day, right? Maybe I can do better. So the people started developing in 2016, 2017 because there was a pain point in Mercato. I'd like to think that what came out were the food parks, right? Yes. The yeah. food parks started growing yeah. almost everywhere. Yeah. By 2018, I think they had 100-plus food parks all over uh, Metro Manila. <clears throat> and I was the lone BGC standing out there. What, what is my competition versus a food park right now? Right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, how I, that's how I thought about it at the time. And that's, as a, you know, if I was a businessman again, I just said, oh, sh- oh shoot, Deva. all these people are doing these things as well. They're just copying my ideas. What do I do? Do I just... Uh, Compete with them head on? Do I fight them for more? Ve- do I fight to get their vendors and bring them over to me? Is that what I should do? Mm-hmm. Or should I look at what is my business all about? And I realized that when I stepped back and thought about that one, you said, looking at pain points. What's the pain point people might have of my business? And I realized that the pain point them on there, I mean, pain points that they had of these other food park businesses. And what you try to see from the other food parks is that number one is, their, their vetting process wasn't quite there. They, they, weren't, they weren't really there to give you, a, at least for a majority, majority of them, they weren't there to give you a good selection of vendors. They were just there to get, you know, as long as you made food and you yeah. could pay the rent, isasama ka lang. Para may The food park started emerging. And then I had to look back at what I was and then this is the pain point that I saw. I had to look at the pain points that people had of my competition and I had to look at the pain points people had of myself. And this is what I realized, that, that there are pain points because the, vet, the, the vetting process, I could do better. And we talked to, the, we talked to our clients, we talked to our vendors who were there. They said, why do you go to Mercato? Because it's a great place to get exposed, get awareness, because I may brand name. But more than that one, people knew that um, they get sort of like a mentorship there. And uh-huh. I realized now, that my business was not doing the food market business. My business was the business of helping incubate small food businesses so that they could reach their full potential. Mm. In fact, my job is to make sure that I'm not there just to make to, to, to help them give them space. 
I'm there to make them graduate from me and they become a big brand. Okay. So Mercato became not just a food market, it became the a small food business incubator where people start off. And that allowed us to create different newer business models right now. So aside from just having a Mercato as a location, it also became a place where Mercato could do events because we were a place where we would gather people to create events and do do events which were related to, to food. And number three is we created a Mercato Academy. Mm. And that Mercato Academy is where we train people to become food uh, entrepreneurs. And finally, growing out of that one, we had our uh, Mercato, uh, we were supposed to put up a Mercato food hall where we graduated the top vendors that came from here. We actually oh. had a pop-up Mercato small store called in, uh, it was called the Mercato Scale Up, which was in BGC uh, for one of our vendors who was so popular, we graduated them into that, into that location. So, so parang the best of the, the best was Stepping up and stepping up and stepping up. The thing is, that example of the food park is just an example of disruption. Any business will get disrupted eventually. You'll get disrupted by circumstance. You'll get disrupted by smarter competition. Or you'll get disrupted by technology, right? So all businesses get disrupted. That's, that's, that, that will happen. Um, that happened for uh, the taxi business, right? What disrupted the taxi business? Uh, Uber, right? Uber, Grab. Uber, or Angkas disrupted the taxi business. Mga Grab. When you, when you talk about these things, mga Uber, these, these businesses, remember that the disruption, uh, uh, when you look at Uber, Uber was not a taxi business. It was an outsider to the taxi business who thought of this new idea to disrupt it, it, it wasn't even there to disrupt the taxi business. It just happened. Yeah. Okay? Now, after that one, you also have, let's say, the hotel business. They thought of Airbnb and on oil right now. Mm. When they thought of these different things, they, they, they would, these people who thought of them were also not from the hotel business. It's just a guy who needed to, needed to pay rent on his apartment. Kaya naisip niya mag-airbed and breakfast, di ba? Pinarenta niya. More people sumama na lang sa kanyang renta until it became... Airbnb, right? Yeah. So people get, so businesses, long, long businesses get disrupted and business gets disrupted. And with technology right now, businesses are, get, are get, getting disrupted faster and faster and faster. Mm-mm. So my business got disrupted by, by, this, by this food park. So how do you react to it, lang, di ba? Yeah. And that's when you see pain point and pivot, right? So you, you have to reimagine what your business is, di ba? So I had to reimagine what my business was about. Now, finally, we get to this pandemic. Everything closes down. Everything closed down. What's my next step after seeing that? Again, I go back to what is my brand all about? Okay. My brand, my brand is all about incubation of concepts, right? How can I incubate concepts? I can incubate concepts physically through a food market, right? Or... I can also find a way to incubate small vendors digitally, online, virtually. And so what we did to immediately pivot was instead of doing a physical market, was to do a virtual market where you could order from all my small food vendors, creating a platform for them where you could order. That's my Mercato. It's I have a Mercato delivery platform now. I'm not saying it's the best pivot, but it's the... At this time, the most logical pivot that I could do, right? Because that's how you continue to deliver your business and stick oh. to what your brand's about. Another thing that I'm also doing right now is I bring the 
people to um, we cannot do the market in our place anymore, but we can bring the market to your place. So we have been setting up markets in, we've been working with condominium corporations and condominiums to bring small community markets, of course, with the right social distancing, social distancing safety and health protocols to their, to their areas. And how we work with them is we say, hey, why don't you invite some of your, te- your residents to join us in the market so we can turn them into food entrepreneurs and all your food entrepreneurs, we can also have them join our online food market. So for me, that's basically the story. That's the basic story of Pivot. Pain point, address the pain point in your own unique way, then makaka-pain point ka ulit sa negosyo mo. And Pivot na naman. And that's just, that's constantly what it's like. That's why, parang, parang mga pating, parang mga shark yung mga entrepreneurs because you're always constantly moving. And I'll drop out a bit and I'll come back so I can get back the, the okay, volume okay. again. Yes. Sige. Yes, uh, habang wala si RJ, um, Madam HR, Makoy Pare, and Papi Lex, meron tayo malito sa yes. video where we feature small businesses at ito yung time nila para small na naman ng mga negosyo nila dahil syempre yung mga immortal dati na nagnegosyo ngayon, ngayon GCQ, no, tutulungan ng underpaid podcast. At ipapasok natin ang unang business owner natin. Yan, si Mr. Jojo Ariola. Yan. Yan. Sir Jojo, Welcome to the Underpaid Podcast. Ano ang iyong business? Hello. Hello, Jojo Ariola. Yan. Kumusta? Kumusta? Long okay. time. We feature small businesses and ito na yung chance mo mag-promote. Ano yung business mo, Mr. Jojo? Okay. Ang business ko is uh, providing uh, installations of uh, online streaming. Katulad yung uso na ngayon kasi pandemic. So, kailangan ng online sa mass. Or in any events na kailangan ng gamit, I provide. Yan. Okay. Uh, Jojo, paano ka namin makukontak? Ngayari, may mga interesadong mag... Uh, uh, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's my email number and... Ayan. Email and phone number. Jojo Ariola at gmail.com. Pakilagay na lang sa comment section ng Underpaid Podcast. Yes, Pastor. Okay. Sige, uh, Jojo, 
um, bibigyan ka namin ng 30 seconds. Kunyari, commercial ito, uh, paano mo ipopromote ang iyong negosyo? Okay. Uh, <laughs> ngayon, bawal uh, lahat ng uh, kumpul-kumpulan. So, lahat online. So, if you need, lalo na sa mga nag-iisip ng mag, mga Bible services, mass, na kailangan online na walang expertise, I'm here to help you out. Just let me know. Email me or contact me through the cellphone. Okay. Napapag-usapan natin na maayos yun. Okay. Sige, final uh, question. So, so, ah. may, may, may social media page ka ba na pwede nilang puntahan para dun sa mga interesado dun sa services na binibigay? Yes. So, uh, I will uh, post it na lang sa baba. Okay. Dodo, My personal... Oh. Oh, dati kang empleyado, bakit mo naisipang magnegosyo ng ganito? Pandemic eh. <laughs> Actually, di ba? Nung, kailan ba tayo huling nagkasama? 2004? Yan. 2003, 2004. Kailan I work ko, so nag-set up ako ng system. Pero unfortunately, this year sana maganda yung pasok ng business. Pero dahil sa pandemic, yeah, chuge. Exactly, so, katulad nung sinikwento kanina ni RJ na oh. if, there's an, uh, if there's a problem, there's a solution na kaila, mm-hmm. naghihintay lang. So, Correct. Nakita siguro ni Jojo na nakita ni Jojo na may need. So, mm-hmm. ayan, binigay niya na yung servisyo niya para mapunan niyang need. Okay, kasi yung para... indri- okay. Okay. industry namin, natin kasi was the first one na uh, tinuman and will be the last one to recover. So, kailangan natin to survive. Gumawa okay. tayo ng paraan. Okay. Ayos, ayos. Maraming salamat, Jojo. Thank okay. you. Uh, paki-comment na lang yung mga contact mo dun sa video ng Underpaid Podcast. Thank you, Jojo. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you po. Thank you, Stanley. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Our next business owner is Aryan Kabading. Ito, si Aryan. Ikukwento niya sa atin ang kanyang uh, malit na business. Asan si Aryan? Ayan. Aryan Kabading. Hello. And nagko-connect pa sa audio. Hello. RJ, can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Ayun. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Okay, perfect. Aryan? Ito lang po lang pala. Ayan. Hello, Aryan. Uh, Aryan, medyo ano, nakatagilid ka. Okay lang. Kumusta? Kumusta, bro? Ayan. Aryan. Hello, kumusta, ka, Aryan? Okay. Ayan, ayan. Sige, um, kumusta ang, ano ang business niyo, Aryan? Uh, food business po. Okay. Okay. Okay, ah, uh, Ano yung business mo? I-promote mo na. Ito yung pagkakataon ninyo. Okay. Ayun. Uh, ang food business namin is, ano, is baker. And then, uh, okay. we, kita, ano, we, we serve crinkles. Chocolate crinkles din. Ano, Ube bags. Okay. Yun yung pinadala namin kay Miss Faye. Ganyan. Ayun. Ah, yes. Sa taon, sa taon lang ang padalahan. Oh. May product na pwede yung product na pwede ipakita? Very good. Uh, wala po kaming product ngayon na padala na kasi kanina po eh. Ah, okay. okay. Sige. Kringles uh, pala Stanley yung business nila. Kala ko, ano? Pet shop. Oh, ayan. Yan yung kringles nila. Okay, okay. Ito kringles. Ito yung um, ube bun. Ube bun. Uh, ube bun. Sarap, sarap. Aryan, ito, uh, bibigyan ka namin ng uh, ilang minuto, pakipromote na yung business ninyo at saan kayo pwedeng uh, contactin para mag-order sila sa inyo. Uh, pwede nyo po kami makontact through our Facebook. Uh, it's yanisgoodies at gmail.com and yung sa cellphone number po. Ayun, uh, 
Pwede ano na lang namin, i-post na lang po okay. namin. Post na lang sa comment section, ano? Pwede, mag, pwede mag-order ng aso? Ayan. Mag-order sa <laughs> dalawang aso. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay lang. Okay. Maraming salamat, Arian Kabating. Sige, good luck. Salamat. Salamat. Okay, our third business owner is Miss Janine Margaret Velasco. Pet shop yung kanina yata. Eh. Ayun. Uh, asa na yung third business owner natin? Ayan, si Janine. Antay natin si Janine. Uh, Siyempre, in-encourage natin na kahit na empleyado ka, magkaroon ka rin ng sarili mong business. Magkaroon ng mga side hustle. Lalo na ngayong pandemic. Okay, uh, habang inaantay natin si Janine. Uh, Janine, nasaan po ang video ninyo? Paki-on po. Hello? Ah, nawala si Janine. Okay. Ayan, ba't may aso uli? Dito pa si Arian. Arian pa sila. Okay, ayan. Nakala ko, ano eh, part two. Okay. Baka nasa isang bahay lang sila. Okay. Janine, nasaan po ang video ninyo? Um... Ito na yung pagkakataon nyo para mag-promote. O sige, habang wala pa, habang wala pa si Janine. Uh, Pwede natanong ako kayo, Sir RJ, ng mabilis habang hintay natin sige. si Janine. Sure, sure. Sir, sir RJ, ano yung biggest uh, biggest problem nyo na na-encounter when you were trying to set up uh, the Mercato uh, business? Kasi isa sa mga nasabi mo kanina, you were trying to convince the people from shifting from the normal morning shift to the night shift. And yung sabi mo nga kanina, yung unang instance kung mga walo lang yung sumama sa inyo. Ano yung bukod pa doon? Ano pa yung mga nakita nyo na naging problema nyo na, or yung biggest issue na naranasan nyo? Well, this is the biggest issue I'm experiencing right now for business. I mean, <laughs> right now is the biggest one. I, I think kasi it's it's really a matter of kumbaga uh, swerte, swerte na talaga ako mabilis yung model. I, I, we, we had a good we had good marketing at that time. We had a good momentum for the business at the time. Um I came, I came from a brand management slash marketing slash PR background. So I was able to... Because at the time, Facebook was still emerging really as a... Pl- I mean, it was a good platform, but yeah. it wasn't the only platform that you could, mark, you could market in. You, you had to do radio, you had to do maybe some TV, some, you know, you've talked to people doing PR to get people to come over. But after some time, you know, um, that, that was really it. We didn't have much problems at the start. It was really... But the thing is, it's really figuring out in the end is the what your what is your business all about and what makes it sustainable i think that's what we really have to take a look at and it doesn't mean that even if you discover it the first time around that it's going to stay there forever like right now in this crisis all i just know is that i'm good at what am i good at incubation i'm not good at you know i'm not here to deliver everything in this world diba right? like if you look at my brand if you look at my my online business i'm incubating i'm not I'm not handling restaurants. I'm not handling everybody. I'm just handling emerging businesses, small-scale businesses that, that can grow. Mm. But that, that's, that's, how I, that's how I look at it. Eh. And that's how I differentiate mm. myself from them. Uh, RJ, papasok lang yung uh, sure, small sure, business sure. owner natin na isa. Uh, mm. Si Janine Velasco. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Okay. Ma'am Janine, ano po yung negosyo ninyo? Um, it's my mom's business actually, so it's a jewelry business here. Yun. Uh, Wala kang base. Sample, sample. 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 S
Yeah. Ma'am Janine, ano po yung mga tipo ng jewelry na ginagawa ninyo pang ano ba to Mga bracelet, sing-sing, quintas? Mga um, yes, um, lahat po siya is handmade. Um, so, it is made from gold and silver. Kaya so, kamay and... ginagamit? <laughs> mga gold smitter po. Na ah, okay. Hindi ikaw. Ikaw yung taga-benta, ikaw yung ambassador, ikaw yung... Hindi kamay mo. Oh, hindi po ako. <laughs> ah, okay. Sige. Tanong ko lang. Yeah. So, ayun, nag-help ako i-promote din para din, para, para din sa mga families ng mga workers dito sa Bulacan. Paano na-apekto yung negosyo ninyo? May gawain Yes. Paano po na-apekto yung negosyo ninyo? Nung sa panahon ng ECQ? <laughs> Since um, bawal mag-open ng shop, wala rin malls. Kasi um, yung, lol, yung lola ka and then yung mommy ko, nag-join sila sa bazaar sa malls. Mm. And then, so, bawal ang malls, bawal yung ganun. So, lahat din, pati yung pagsasell and pag, pag, pag-promote, pati yung posting through online lang din lahat. So, ayun, na-stop din since yeah, bawal yung malls. Okay. Okay. And uh, Janine, saan ka nila pwedeng makontak para mag-order sila ng jewelry? Tsaka, um, pakilagay na rin sa comment section ng Underpaid Podcast. Ito na yung uh, 30 second mo i-promote mo na yung jewelry store ninyo. Mm. Wala, wala ka bang suot na jewelry ngayon para yeah. makita naman namin kung anong ito. Oo, oh, dapat may sample. Ito yun. Yeah. Oh. Ilapit mo naman yung tenga mo sa, sa, sa cover para makita, yeah. uh, para makita naman namin. Oh, ayan. Oh, di ba? Hi, guys. Um, let's, let's support our local business, our local workers. So, by searching our Facebook page, Marikers Jewelry. Um, also, in Instagram, just search my mom's um, Instagram account in Maricar F. Velasco. And also, we do have an account in Carousel. Yeah, so you can see our jewelries there. Ano yung account nyo sa Carousel para mapuntahan namin? Mm-hmm. Um, just search my name, Janine Velasco or Maricar F. Velasco. Yeah, okay. so um, naka-indicate din yung Maricar's Jewelry. Tapos uh, yung Instagram nga ng mamo, nandun yeah. din yung mga products. Yes. Sige, nakilagay na lang sa comment section ha, yung mga paano ka namin makokontact and yung uh, paano follow yung Instagram pages ninyo. Okay? Yeah, okay. Maraming That's salamat, nice. Janine. Thank Salamat. you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Meron pa ba Stanley or yun na lahat yun? Ito na yun. Uh, okay. Meron tayong ano, meron tayong three businesses per episode. So, RJ... Okay. Ah, uh, kanina kunento mo, you made your yung Mercado Central GCQ friendly. Yes. Diba? yes uh, so, ano yung papayo mo sa mga ibang business owners ngayon? Maraming nagsasara, maraming nalulugi. Um, yung entrepreneurial na mindset, sabi mo pag may problema, nakakaisip ng business. Well, that, that it's uh, I think you have to also realize that for some businesses, whether you like it or not, what I've realized over time is that it's live to fight another day, 'di ba? I mean, uh, At, at this point in time, kasi nung unang part ng negosyo, the start is, you know, it's trying to be transparent with your people, trying to work together with them, which is still very important, diba? telling them the truth of what's the business and why we need them. Uh, between employer, employee, I found that, you know, we were able to survive this long because um, if they share your mindset with them and they appreciate what you're trying to do, kasi they see that, you know, we're doing the same sacrifice as them, we're doing the pivoting together with my employees, they, they have to be on board eh. With what we do, um, it's okay. But sometimes we just realize there's other businesses na parang live to fight another day uh, right now. And, and if you're in business and you're and you're re- resuming and you're having a hard time, 
I think one of the first things that you realize is that, you know, it's what you call the beginner's mindset or beginner's, mm. you know, parang when you started the business, I remember when I started this business before, akong gumagawa na lahat from the Facebook marketing to contacting the vendors to doing all these things. I mean, you just have to do it again. It's just that that's just the way it is uh, right now. And, and the next one is just, you know, if, if it closes down, it's okay. I mean, your business is not you. You, you, you did your best. Then then just then look, look again for what are the pain points that you can solve. Like for me, all I've been doing this whole time is because I've been trying to solve pain points and not just in my own business, but thinking of other businesses, businesses as well that I can do where there's still, there's still, where people still require a, a, a solution, right? Mm. And that's really, that's really what I think is going to be there right now. And it's not, walang, walang, kumbaga, walang solution na pwede sabihin sa'yo, oh, pumasok ka sa service business, pumasok ka sa convenience store business, pumasok ka dito. It's more of, what are you seeing as the problems in your area that you can solve? Diba? Uh, like I said, uh, I run also a, a, a uh, business called Easy Franchise. But I often tell people that, you know, when should I invest in a franchise business? Um, or dapat go, do I put my life savings to a franchise business? We often tell people, when you put up a franchise business, don't do the, don't, don't, don't put your life savings there. Only kung may extra pera ka, maglagay ka ng fran- sa isang franchise business. Para pag malugi, uh, it's okay. It's not going to hurt you. But just when you choose a franchise business, we say choose a business which, which has a track record. Because many franchise businesses have track records. Those have mga 90% track record. Most franchises have 90% chance of success. Kasi parang par may playbook na sila. Yeah. Oh. Sabihin, nakasulat na lahat, may operating manual. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like you're an entrepreneur pa rin, but somebody gave you a playbook to run it. Um, think of it like a basketball team, right? May sarili ka moves. But the coach, you're still following the coach's playbook. Diba? Yes. But you, you can have your own moves towards getting, you know, you can do whatever you want. Uh, then you get you get there. Diba? Uh, but you still get to shoot the ball or, or whatever. Uh, and, and so for situations like this one, diba? If, if it's, you know, um, five muna, uh, you know, entrepreneurial work that you think you can do that doesn't require much physical work. Maybe where the investment can be uh, lawai, I guess, no? Mm. Like for one of these businesses I've been working with here right now is a, is a company called Filipino Homes. And Filipino Homes is actually uh, the largest real estate marketing company here in, in the Philippines. And you might not have heard of it because they are Cebu-based. But during the ECQ, uh, they were able to sell $3 billion, $3 billion worth of properties uh, during the April and May period. Because what they saw is that many of the people that they had were people at home. Yeah. Uh, they were able to turn out people from being, uh, you know, just going online pang, pang lang sa Facebook mm-hmm. to monetize it by, by, by looking for OFWs whom they could market their properties to online via yeah. Facebook. And they turned that into, into a business, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where they were able to generate a lot of people. For me, that guy who runs it, Siton uh, Luterio, is, is a, he's like, he's doing the same thing that Uber did to the taxi industry. He's doing the same thing to the real estate marketing industry. And it's really... Just you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, and there's no capital out for people who join the company to sell property for him, and it's puro chaga, puro chaga. So those are, if you can find companies like that one, that would be great. If anybody wants to join Filipino Homes and sell from the properties on Facebook, online to OFWs, please let me know. I'd be glad to help you out. Just contact me on my Facebook page. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. RJ, I have a question, because from being a 
a commercial model, an artista, then you became mm-hmm. a humorist, a writer, but ka nag-venture sa business. Do you, may mga second thoughts ka ba nung iiwan ko ba yung pag-artista o ipag-host tapos mag-business so, lang ako? I, I've always done business. I've always been, um, I've always been in the business background. I had a, mm-hmm. I had a dad who had a, who was an entrepreneur and he had a strong entrepreneurial background. So I was raised in that sort of uh, atmosphere to be mm-hmm. a, an entrepreneur. And that started me off. But like I often tell people, entrepreneurship is like a muscle which you have. And you've got to keep on exercising it. That's why I call myself a Syrian entrepreneur. Yeah. And you see that the common formula among all of them is that. I always tell myself, what problem am I trying to solve? Mm-hmm. The more that I do it, it's always what, what problem am I trying to solve as, as I do it? And for my original, you know, I produced my own TV show, The Men's Room, back in Studio 23, yes, you know, all these different things. But the thing is, you know, start learning. You know, some businesses are fun. Oh, sorry, I gotta make money now. How do I make sure that the money is more sustainable? So you have to evolve as a business, as a, you have to make the muscle muscle stronger and stronger. And that's why I came up with my own philosophy, my own mentality of how to put up businesses. And as, and as I moved there, realizing that this is what to solve when it comes to business. That's the time that you know they started saying, "Oh, if they become longer term, this is when I can do this on better. This is when I can do uh, this. This is more sustainable uh, when it comes to business." So, I, like I said, I've always been in business, um, and and I had a good training uh, from my dad, and my mom. I was actually a brand manager for Procter and Gamble, so I, my, I had a strong corporate training to help do marketing and, and brand building. But I've always loved writing at the same time. Uh, during college, I, I, had a, I had the opportunity to be a writing fellow for the 1994 Silliman University Writers' Workshop. I used to write for the school paper. I used to write for the literary journal. Just, this was just my skill. Kumaga skill sets lang yan, I mean, I, I just enjoyed doing all those different things. Mm. Um, and being artista was not really part of the whole plan. That was just, it, it just happened to be, right? Because... Uh, and I talk a lot. And I, so, you know, I, in fact, I was gone for a bit. I, I went to the States to do my master's in real estate development, which is my family business, came back, had a lot of free time on my hands, produced my own show, started writing, started doing these things. So they were all there. It's all part of the <laughs> continuum. Eh. Mm. But I think Actually, the biggest, oh, Sorry, going back to that point. artista angle, oh, oh. I, I've been I've always been a big fan of you of your commercials during the day. Oh. And actually, just a few days ago, before I even knew na guest ka namin, I was doing a Royal True Orange marathon on YouTube. Oh so, yeah. So how many? How many? How Here's many the interesting thing: those videos were uploaded by me. Ah, you, you okay? So how many exactly? You and there, and there, are, there are missing videos online because I have a sister in that commercial, and my sister refuses to be seen. Uh, on YouTube. Ah, okay. So, uh, so conspiracy so, na baka dinestroy niya na yung tapes. Ah, yeah, so, whatever, wherever she appears uh, na commercial, wala, hindi, hindi yan online. Hindi yan online. Pero, how many 15 commercials. 15 from 1988 to I think about 1991, 1992. Wow. Okay. And so, then, so uh, sa history ng commercials, yun ang pinakamahabang series ng commercials no, na niya. Kay Lumen, mas mahaba. Surf. It's probably longer. <laughs> ah, see, Lumen. Kambal, kambal. RJ, I'll tell you a bit more of an interesting thing about that commercial. The commercial was the first time that Lino Broca ever directed a TV commercial. Ah. So Lino Broca was a director of the first couple of commercials. and then Wow, Lino Broca. Lino Broca. And then not only that, Ismael Bernal. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Peggy Galiaga. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peggy Galiaga. And then uh, the last one was uh, Junior Urbano. Surely. Ah, Mr. Wow, Junior Urbano. Yeah, yeah, so u
after doing those commercials, I started working for Procter & Gamble. And for Procter mm-hmm. & Gamble, I was assigned to be the one of the assistant brand managers, brand managers for Ivory Soap and Shampoo. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing that one, they got the director. The director for that commercial for Ivory was June Urbano. So we were laughing because oh. wow. when we saw when we saw when we saw each other in the pre-production, we said, "But can I go for that? But here can I go for the side course? But but the wheels have turned." Yeah, yeah. Now I was doing the the, the brand work. Mm. Okay. Um, most of the time, na Joey dante nung kasikatan ng Royal Blue Orange commercial, oh. hindi RJ. <laughs> That's right. Oh, she got the Joey. Oh. Na disappoint ba yung mga tao na nalaman nila na hindi hindi Joey yung real name mo? Well, ano mo by this time it's really funny because you can tell kung anong generation or kung anong what what your age group when you see me when you remember me from because some people will remember me from oh uh, ikaw yung nag-Royal Trojo or ikaw yung sa uh, I don't know Mercato. I Mercado some people know ikaw yung sa Martinique diba I actually was the uh-huh. Who's from Martinique from 2000? Ikaw yung attorney sa movie ni, ano, Judy Ann ba yun? Parang, you always have yung mga attorney roles eh. Uh, uh, yeah. Type ka, attorney or doctor ako eh. Yan. <laughs> <laughs> attorney or doctor actually, ako. Actually, I, I, RJ, mas kinalapit ko sa Mercato eh. Kasi yun ang inabutan ko eh. <laughs> wow. Talaga ba? Naikwento lang sa akin ni Stanley Chi yung Royal True Orange. Masanda sa aming lahat dito, si Makoy. Yeah. <laughs> the, ano eh, the upper management dito sa underpaid si Papilex represents the freelancers Madam HR is our resident HR manager yun mm. and kumbaga yeah. sa basketball ako yung point guard pinapasa ko yung bola just a quick yeah. question RJ isa na lang one thing that I noticed about Mercado is um, you, you, you guys have been here for 10 years sabi mo nga it's your 10th mm. year anniversary and ang napansin ko most of the stores that uh, are there are the ones that are that have been there for years what do you think is the secret why you yung mga stores nagtatagal unlike dun sa ibang uh, food parks na yun nga kung hindi yung buong food park ang magpo-fold yung ibang stores magsasara bakit sa merkato kung ano yung mga nakagistan pagkain nandun sila at nag-estate talagang hindi sila nagsasara siguro kung may nagsasara konting-konti well, we actually have an attrition rate of about 30% maybe, but these are for the new vendors. Eh? Because I think it's really understanding what your business is about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we understood that what do we do? Ours, is, ours really brings in, ours really brings in, uh, you come to Mercato, I'm a, I'm a, man, I'm a marketing guy, eh? so okay. I think of brand equity. What is brand equity? What the, equity means, what does the brand stand for in the mind of the consumer, right? And I often tell myself, why do people eat the Mercado in the first place? So what does it stand for in the mind of the consumer? For me, it stands for uh, variety, novelty, afford- uh, affordability slash value for money, and great bonding experience. So, so that's, that's what you look for. If you go to Mercado, those are the four things that you want to see. A variety, novelty, uh, value for money, affordable food, and great bonding experience. So when you go to my place, I always make sure that there's a there's a specific set of food that you can always find that creates that sense of variety. And then novelty comes from there's a lot of new vendors who come in and out, deba. Are are my that means of my business strategy necessarily is that I have to have good recruitment or I have to get I have to be fast in recruiting people to join the market. So when you go there, the experience the experience is usually I will try. I will go to my favorite old vendor, but that doesn't yeah. mean that I can see a new vendor. I might say a new vendor, but I'm not going to be able to do it. 
So, oh, yun, tama, yun, tama. It's, not, it's not a mutually exclusive decision para ay pupunta lang ako dyan para lang sa kanya. Pupunta yeah. ako dito para bibili ako dito pero gusto kong makita, baka may makita rin akong bago. Yeah. Tama, diba? tama. And if you look at the meal, diba? 500 pesos, you know, baka tatong tao na that's already 3 meals para pag 500 pesos, that's 3 meals oh. na, diba? So, yeah. yeah, for 500 pesos, nakabili ka na kay Kuya Juice dun sa dulo, okay. nakabili ka na ng baby potatoes dito sa may bandang harap, exactly, diba? nakabili ka na ng calamaris dun sa gitna, okay. and nakabili ka pa ng barbecue dun sa gilid, uh, o yung, yeah. yung giant, giant barbecues na nandun sa may bandang harap. And, and, and that's, the, that's the exact point, that's what, that's what we love about the market in BGC, people know exactly, when they go there, you know the experience, and I love that experience that people have over there, and I mean, we're having to retranslate that in the new normal, the new order. But you know, when, when things come back, no doubt that that market will be big again. Uh, when if there is a back, well, yeah. if and when the vaccine is found, uh, people will, will be longing for this one. But right now, it's just a matter of saying, you know, uh, you know, um, we have to find another day and, and find uh, understand what your brand is about. Uh, and uh, you you'll see that we're going to be evolving in very interesting ways very soon. Uh, and um, you'll be and, and when when you see it. And you step back and you're a business person and you like business strategy and searching, oh, okay, I mean, that's what I like. Eh? I mean, at this time, of course, it's challenging, but as, a, as an entrepreneur and as a businessman, as a brand manager, finding these new businesses that, that emerge from it is just, it's, it's interesting. Masakit lang, but then it's interesting, di ba? To, to see where it's going. Um, RJ, in closing, anong papayo mo sa mga immortal? We call our audience kasi mga immortal. Yeah. Anong papayo mo sa kanila if they want to uh, yung uh, magnenegosyo or magbibis mag uh, magsa-sideline, side hustle o mag-empleyado pa rin. Ano yung papayo mo sa kanila? Well, well, empleyado, I mean, when you talk about empleyado, I mean, if you want to do your own business and if you want to have that sort of safety net, what we often tell people is sometimes uh, you do the you 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 you'll have to work harder obviously if you want to have a side business, diba? And then mm-hmm. you you only leave your day job if if your business is making maybe more than what you're earning in your current job, or at least almost equal to, because yeah. your, your business, let's say, your side hustle is getting a 20% in, uh, you only devoted 20% of your time uh, to your side hustle, but it's earning you almost the same as your business. So imagine if you give it 100% of your time. 100% of your time. Right. So you, 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 can, you, can, you can put more effort behind it. And if you work for somebody, because I often call it the 15-30 mentality, eh, but or you know meaning that you know you're used you 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 grow used to a 15 30 mentality you know you stick to the job because even if you know it's not paying you that 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 much it's there for you know you're sigurado ka na 15 30 may trabaho ka mm-hmm. people often call that the golden handcuffs sometimes they're executives other high executives they can't leave their jobs because they're stuck to their golden handcuffs diba mm-hmm. but the, the thing is i i chose to become a, i chose to become an entrepreneur because you get what they call the 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 parang kumbaga, I call it like the wolf mentality, diba? the, hung, the hunger mentality, diba? yeah. you'll have to get whatever gig is out there, you have to find whatever work that you want to do. I remember Michael, you know what always comes to mind, Michael Caine. Uh, you know Michael Caine, the actor? Yes. You know Michael Caine took some really great roles and he took some really crappy roles as well <laughs> in, in small movies. Because okay. he said, you know, I, I have to pay the, I just have to find a way to pay the bills, whether it's a bad one or, or a good roles. I'm there because you know I'm here to make money as an actor, right? That's 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 that's, 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 what, that's what he said. Eh? And, and the idea is that you know, yeah. And the other guy that, that really that really also you know that really uh, that, that 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 I picked up some insight from is from David Lee Chu. He's a very well known real estate broker, Lee Chu and Associates. And before I offered him a small a property of my business of my family, it's a small property. Like I said, 
Kasi naman if I give this property to you, kasi uh, you know what, uh, sa dami-dami ng properties na inahandle mo, baka nakakaibigay ito sa'yo. Sabi niya, RJ, you know what, if it moves, we'll kill it. What does it mean if it moves, we'll kill it? Sabi niya, if there's an opportunity there, I will run after it. And that's the thing about being, uh, you know, sometimes when you're not when you're not an entrepreneur, di ba? Uh, you, you, you don't have that, where the, where the opportunity is, I'll run after it. And the thing is, that's how I am right, right now. I will I will run it up. I realize I'm the kind of guy who has got to run after opportunities, who's got to grab opportunities mm-hmm. right now. And, and, and for me, that's, and eventually you, you'll find time when you can start vetting the opportunities. But right now, it's like doing all those different things. I'm in a group of hosts, mga nag-host. Yes. And they're, they're telling me, a group na parang wedding hosts lang. Sabi ko, guys, if you want to get jobs out there, you can't just be a wedding host. You've got to be a host with different, who, yeah. who has the versatility to do different events. And you got to put yourself out there. you got to make sure that people see your work even if you're not getting the money that you used to get from before. Even if you do it for free. Mm. I told them, you know, I've been, since I started this ECQ, I've been out here hustling, doing these talks, helping people. And because I like doing it as well. But because of me being visible in all these different things, people started hiring me to do online moderation. Online events, ah, online hosting, okay. online speaking, online mm-hmm. talks. So because of that sort of hustle, uh, hustle mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, just to leave you with one more thing before I go. That was just talking about whether being an entrepreneur or being an uh, employee, you know. But the, the thing I just want to leave you with is what I call uh, the ways to growing your business. Okay. Um, so I got ways to growing your business because just like the app ways, no, diba? there are many ways to get to one place. Like in business, if you're looking for business success, there, there might be many ways uh, to get to that one place, the the, the basic the thing the basic thing that I just want to communicate is is this one that um, first one what pain point is your business trying to solve? Just remember that one. That's the first point, right? Number two, when you solve a problem or pain point, solve it in your what makes the way that you solve it unique and innovative. Anybody can solve things in a specific way, but what makes the way that you solve it unique and innovative that only you could solve it that way? And when I say you can solve it in that way, that's like your secret sauce. Do you have a certain technology or process or a set of people that, that, that is not easily emulated, that cannot be easily copied? Then you're doing secret sauce mode. Just like going to KFC, you've got secret spi- herbs and spices, not easy to emulate. Just like Coke, having ingredients which is not, you know. What does Coke do? It addresses a hunger problem. It addresses a thirst problem, right? Does it sort of address the thirst problem? Your secret sauce is that, that what, what makes you drink it, right? So these are the first three things. The, the first three. The next one is what makes your business meaningful and relevant. We follow many for millennials nowadays when they want to buy something, they're not just buying a specific product. They're buying something because they're helping support something. It's helping them change the world. I often tell people, uh, why will you buy from Mercato? Okay, what? Why would you prefer to buy from Mercato versus buy from somebody else? Because whenever you buy from Mercato you're actually helping support the dreams of a small food vendor. Isn't that something that's a bit more meaningful and relevant to you than buying from a big fast food chain? Sure. The next one is, what is your story? Um, Nowadays, like I said, people don't just buy your food. They buy the story behind your food. So it's important right now that you construct a very good story for your your business. And oftentimes, people find that good story for for their business. Um, People will, will, will gravitate to it. Next one is is it is your is your I don't is your business disruptive and game changing, uh, and similar to what what uh, let's say my, my my example often for this one is 
um, is Potato Corner. My business partner in Mercato, the guy invested in Mercato is the is the is Joe Magsaysay, Joe Mag. He is the guy behind Potato, the guy who helped really grow Potato Corner to what it is today. And it's disruptive and game changing because when 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 Potato Corner started, um, um, before it started, people used to buy. Uh, you know, French fries as part of a meal with hamburger and a soda, right? Yes, yes. But he, he said how to make it a bit different and game-changing was to say, hey, let's, let's disrupt that one. Let's just make it na people will buy French fries for what? You know, as a meal in itself, diba? Yeah. Very simple. Very simple. But it changed the game of doing snacks here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. But more than that one, um, is it repeatable and scalable? Look at, look at Potato Corner. Is it repeat? Can you repeat and scale that business? Scaling means you can grow it. Look at the technology for Potato Corner and look how easy it is to scale that business, diba? Yeah. Uh, as long as you've got the fryer, you've got the container, the technology is so easy, you just put the fries inside, you shake yes. it. You oh. it right? And so, if you want your business really to grow, is how can you find a way to make it repeat again and again and again? That's really what you want to look for, for a business that can grow. And that's why, that's why I like Easy Franchise because it's a scalable business because it's online, we can scale it. So I like Filipino Homes because it's a scalable business, you can grow it and scale it online. And the next one that you have to ask yourself is, do you need to pivot? Because sometimes your first business model isn't going to be your best business model for your business. You've got to change it again, maybe again. But the point is that if you don't get into business in the first place, you'll never realize how it's like to do business. Diba? Yeah. So you just have to get your feet wet, get things started. Just like uh, just like uh, Therese over here, diba? Sabi niya, she had to do talent tree in the first place because she didn't do talent tree. And figuring out, you know, mm-hmm. it's scary to leave a corporate job and put up a... a uh, a company, an HR recruitment company like this, but if they don't do it, she'll never figure it out. How? Yes. Now her difference now is to say, what's going to be my, she's solving a problem. Now the, the issue here is now, what is my unique and innovative? What is my secret sauce that makes me different from other people who are doing the same thing as me? Right? And that's yeah. where that's where the business starts to become more sustainable. Mm-hmm. So, and if you've got more questions, guys, again, that's my website, uh, rjladesma.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks again uh, to the underpaid team for giving me a chance to, to talk to all of you and all you, of the uh, immortals. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, thank you, RJ. Salamat, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you. Mauulit to next time, RJ. Uh. Sure, sure, sure. Bro, uh. Anytime, anytime. <clears throat> so, uh, do I go ahead or uh, you, you guys yeah. close the show, no? So, well, we're gonna close the show and uh, mga immortal, kita nyo naman, uh, daming senior sa atin ni Sir RJ Ledesma. Makoy, Papilex and uh, Madam HR, ano sabi niyo sa mga immortal? Unahin natin si Makoy. Uh, yun lang. Uh, just learn from what uh, ang biggest takeaway ko sa sinabi ni, uh, ni RJ dito. If you if find a problem, gamalungkot na may problem dyan because it's an opportunity for you to find something uh, to fix it. And if you find something to fix it, makapagkakitaan mo yan. Ako, paggaling ba ako nungwari, may pumasok na idea sa isip mo, gawin mo agad kasi minsan yun na yun eh. Okay. Baka maunahan ka pa, no? Madam HR? Oh, baka maunahan ka pa. Tapos sumaya ka magsisi ka pa, di ba? So, gawin mo na agad. Okay. For me, I think um, just there's there's two kind of people in, in quarantine. So, isa na nagmumukmuk lang um, trying to figure out when when this will end. And the other person is trying to figure out what they can do out of it. So, be that other person. Be that, that second one. <coughs> Was trying to find the best out of the quarantine, and alam mo yon, pivot. Just try to pivot yeah. things that's happening now. People are working from home. You probably have more time because you're not commuting. Might as well just do something out of it, de ba? And maybe start trying your own business, just like the three guests we had earlier as well. 
mga immortal, gaya nga sinabi yeah. ni, ng mga kasama ko sa Underpaid Podcast at ni Sir RJ, maging madiskarte, uh, wag mang mawala ng loob pagka yung isang business mo hindi naging okay. Try lang tayo ng try at syempre, put yourself out there. Side hustle, kagaya nung uh, pagraracket sa hosting, hindi naman lahat malaki magbayad. Pero pag alam na Tama. na nag-host ka, matatak sa utak nila eh. Diba? So, be... Um, Maging versatile that's kayo. Right, that's right. Para kahit saan kayo pwede, para kahit saan kayo pwede ipasok. Nakala ni RJ Litesma, Madam HR, Papilex, and Makoy Pare, I'm Stanley Chi, and this is The Underpaid Podcast. Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.